Previously on Modular, Bradley traveled via ship towards the Whalebones, an archipelago where his cousin Locke has told him that a white dragon, Rathator, awaits his arrival. The journey has already been treacherous, fending off a tired rock and a deranged Talos cultist. Now Bradley and Locke must prepare themselves for the dangers of the Whalebones. fucking guy hey <laughs> come on I'm walking here come on <laughs> so i i i might sound a little raspier than normal i was at a soccer game last night and i was screaming my fucking head off i was screaming so much like i was heckling man the the other team's keeper i was right behind the goal and he was wearing like yellow <laughs> and black i kept calling him bumblebee I was like, hey, yo, Bumblebee, come on then. Oh, another short goal kick, huh? Yeah, you don't have the foot for it. You don't have the foot for it. I was just going crazy. That's fucking funny. Making fun of man buns. One dude, because their uniforms are black, and then one dude was wearing pink cleats. I was like, hey, yo, Oppenheimer or Barbie, let's make up our minds. <laughs> um... And then at one point, when I was doing that, security looked at me, and they said, Hello. <laughs> and welcome. My name is Thorn George. My name is my, Jack Dean. My name is Luke Job. <laughs> and this is Modular. The podcast where we take you through the modules written by Wizards of the Coast for the fifth edition of Dungeons and Dragons. That's right, Jack. These are the pre-written stories made by the folks who made up D&D. We didn't write them, but we're here to run them for you. And why would we do that? Well, Jack, maybe you're a DM who's thinking about running a particular campaign and you want to get a feel for how it plays out. Maybe you're a player who's already been in this particular campaign and you want to reminisce on the good old days. Maybe two out of three people that you know right now are uh, hungover. Um, and instead of listening to them complain about being hungover, you want to listen to us uh, play D&D while we're hungover. Um, and that sounds fun. <laughs> but you should be warned. Each of our episodes will take on part of these pre-written adventures. That means there are major spoilers for the key plot points of each story we are running. And right now we are running Sleeping Dragon's Wake. So if you don't want spoilers, get out of here. And there's one more warning we should offer them. That's right, Luke. Modular is not a podcast for children. It contains explicit language as well as adult themes like sex, alcohol, drug use, violence, and AI stealing your jobs. So please be aware of these not-so-kid-friendly oh, themes. Now, without further ado, welcome to Modular. And our session three of Sleeping Dragons Wake. It's a modular pod. It's a modular pod. Let's sink ourselves 
No, don't sink the ship we're on. Am I, am I right, guy? Just okay. <laughs> um, so you're about to start playing Pokemon Emerald. You have to pick a starter from Gen Three. Thorin, who do you pick? Trico. Amen. Me too. That's the right answer. Trico's fucking sick. Okay. Oh, sorry. I don't want to influence Jack at all. Jack, who do you pick? <laughs> Not knowing that there's an objectively um, right answer. <laughs> uh, Pokemon Emerald was, I think, pro- I think it was the first one I ever played. Uh, oh, nice. And if I uh, recall, I went for, I want to say Bla- Blaziken? Blaziken? Yeah, so Torchic. Okay, the, the, the chicken. The chicken who becomes a kickboxer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all three of them are pretty solid choices. Yeah, though, Yeah, Gen 3 is dope, because Mudkip is dope, too. But, I will say, Trico. Fucking sick. Well, if, Hell yeah. If, if I was to go back, much like last time we recorded, if I was to go back, definitely go for a grass-type Pokemon. Fucking love the grass-types. They're sweet yeah. little guys. Sweet well, the little bug guys. Types, the bug yeah. types can get out of here, but the grass-types are cool. Yeah, I don't. I never. Fuck I never you. pick a fucking bug type. I don't care. Bug type. Bug types fucking gang, dude. Fuck you. <laughs> you just Fair said enough. bug types gay. Well, I wasn't gonna say it. No but... gang. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's cool to be gay, unlike being a bug type. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of bugs and trees and and grass um there's none of that nearby you're on a ship in the middle of the ocean and it's getting cold fast but there's something that needs to be addressed bradley you you almost got fucking roasty toasted by a lightning bolt because of the slave on the ship and now uh the crew is up in arms and they are not having it anymore this like sick sadistic kind of joke to Talos to keep this slave Snowscred on board chained to the mast they're not dealing with it anymore and the crew want him dead and one of them shouts out just throw him overboard see if his god saves him and another one shouts uh, let Bradley do it he's the one that almost got friggin lightning asshole blasted and uh, Kristoff is trying to keep the peace on his ship as as a captain needs to, but they're seriously not hearing anything he's saying. And so finally he just pulls out a flintlock pistol and fires it into the air. And says, this is enough. We will speak to Bradley and see what his demands are for justice and they look the entire crew that's on up on deck looks to you um what are you thinking i mean i'm thinking that i almost got lightning bolted i did get i did take some damage because i i wasn't fast enough um I don't know. I'll uh, whatever. However they want to kill him, that's fine. I'll kill him if that's what they want. Um. Okay. So 
Locke, what do you make of this situation? So Bradley's kind of right now just like shrugging his shoulders. Yeah, I'm very indifferent to this. Um, <clears throat> could I, before making any decisions, could I roll a cheeky little arcana check? Just like a... Just have a little think back to when I was back in the good old days when I was a warlock, and see if killing him will will cause any issues it, vis-a-vis his god. Like whether that's like like without like chain reaction ritual type thing that might summon that's some gonna, horrible shit. That's probably gonna be a religion check. But uh, ye- but yes, you can. I will roll a religion check. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! It was almost eighteen. That is a uh, big fat eight. Okay. Um, you really have no idea. For one, you don't know shit about Talos. You don't know shit about sure. fuck. So, <laughs> so you... That's thinking about what the ramifications could be, it absolutely could have negative ramifications. But then again, aren't there already negative ramifications from having him on board? Sure. So, mm. yeah. That, that's, that's a good point. Um, I'll go over to Bradley and go... Um, Perhaps we should kill him on the island, or maybe even better yet, we could try try using him as a as an offering, try and offer him to the uh, the tribes that are already here, the savages. Because I'm just worried that if we kill him on the ship, the ship might be marked. Well, okay, that's very true. But what if what if I polymorph him into like uh, a stink bug or something, and then we just feed him to a bird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, back to shitting on bug types. I see. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's certainly be effective. It seems weirdly specific, but okay, yeah. I mean, if that's what if that's what you want to do, that's that's fine. I mean, I mean, you're probably right. We probably shouldn't. Um, kill him on the ship though i don't want uh, the nice folks here on the what is it called the ice skimmer or whatever ice flow nice flow i don't want the nice folks here on the ice flow to um suffer for something that doesn't really involve them sure. so maybe we should uh kill him on the island Hold on. Does polymorph? Do I have to morph them into a living creature? I think so. I believe. I believe so. It just says into a new form. What if I just transform him into a rock and we throw him overboard? All right. Well, wait. Read. Uh, read the entire spell. I'm not sure you can transform into okay. a rock. The spell transforms a creature that you can see within range into a new form. An unwilling creature must make a wisdom saving throw to avoid the effect. The spell has no effect on a shape changer or a creature with zero hit points. The transformation lasts for the duration or until the target drops to zero hit points or dies. The new form can be, okay, any beast whose challenge rating is equal to or less yeah. than the targets. Okay, yeah, never mind. But I mean, for sure, like, it's, it's not a bad, like, if you want to turn him into a different animal and just throw him into the water, you can do that. Are, I mean, are yeah, the two of you, like, talking about this near the crew, or are you, like, kind of going off to the side? I'm happy to talk about it in front of the crew. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah we're, I mean, we can do, we can be, I, so felt, I, felt, you, I just thought we were talking about this. 
Yeah, when you say that, one of the crewmates uh, says, Well, if you're going to take the time to throw him overboard, we could bloody well just do that. And we don't even need to polymorph him. You don't have to waste your spell juice. Good point. That's a good point. Is that well, how a- long until we get to the island? Yeah. Uh, Christophan kind of nods and he says, We'll be there by tomorrow night. And right now you know it's like morning. Yeah, I mean, he could do a lot more damage. Maybe we do just get rid of him right now. Maybe sure. we just like, I don't know. Christophan says, We could just knock him out. And Snowscred is like grinning and he's like pulling his wrists at the the binds he has and he's just bleeding profusely from just like him him just like inflicting this on himself with his restraints. And he says There is nothing you can do to stop Talos and as he screams, uh one little bosun just picks up an oar and smacks him in the head and knocks him out. <laughs> and says, I don't like screaming much. <laughs> he does. All right, well, uh, hit, hit me out. I mean, screaming they're... Billy does. Screaming Billy screams all the time. <laughs> Drives him crazy. And then a guy up in the... This crew is fucking the, weird. <laughs> a guy up in the crow's nest goes, They put me up here for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> Lando! <laughs> <laughs> um, can we get Christopherson to like throw him into the water and then like make, as an offering to his god? Because maybe that will cancel out the whole god thing. Are you just you're gonna float that idea? Yeah. Christopherson says, "I do worship Umberly, the goddess of the sea. This could appease her." Although I've not taken much to sacrifices before. Umberly is the evil yeah, let's, tie, let's tie some heavy chains to him and throw him overboard. Yeah. Okay. It feels weird we're so okay with this. Like, usually, back back in the day, it was all this whole, like, moral grandstanding of, oh, what can we do? What, what can't we do? You can't cut that guy's foot off. Ah. It's all that kind of stuff, you know? So this is good. <laughs> I like this. Did you uh, did you cut someone's foot off back in the day there, Luke? Oh, I wish I wasn't allowed. Oh, uh, cool, cool, yeah, cool. No, but you did cut the guy's foot off anyway. I don't think I did. I don't think I was able to. Was I? I think I, yeah. tri- I think I tried to. Yeah, Stumpy. Then... No, yeah, there was Stumpy. No, I think I cut his hand off. There was and I tried foot. to cut his foot off, and Annie was like, "Fuck, you can't do that." No, I think it was that you cut his foot off and Annie was like, you can't do that. And you were like, well, I just did. <laughs> oh, it was so long ago, it's hard, it's hard to keep up. I mean, yeah, you cut one foot off. Yeah, you, you do you do one war crime, you do another. It's hopefully. Anyway, they yeah, just, let's just they chuck start them over- piling up, you start losing track of them. <laughs> let's, um, yeah, let's chuck them overboard and uh, let's do a little ritual. Let's do a yeah, little well, let's, let's beat the shit out of him first. Just just because. Why not? Ah! I mean, some of the crowd, some of the crew are looking at you like. One guy says, oh, "Wait, are you serious?" <laughs> I mean, well, so here's the thing: is that that I was just now thinking, what if, um, 
he comes back to life. Uh, what if Talos brings him back to life? Don't you think we should, like, do something to prevent that? So, like, what if we kill him first, and then... And this is going to sound very morbid, but, like, chop him up, and then just, like, throw pieces out here and there as we continue on to the island. And that way, even if Talos does somehow bring him back to life, it's going to take a while for, like, all the body parts to get back to each other. It's going to be a lot of sharks in the water. Yeah. Also, there's no, like... As a god, couldn't Talos just put his soul into, like, a different body? Make one for him? Or something? Is that how it works? Well, I don't know. I, I I knew a guy who, like, would get obliterated, and then he would be, like, a weird little baby, and just come back. And I don't, I don't really know how that happened. Uh, oh. <laughs> I mean, he, he's... Anyway, we've, we've been talking about this for, like, like 15 minutes now. Let's Let's just do something. Yeah, Let's... one of the crewmates says, "Yeah, we're we're playing with someone's life. Fifteen minutes is a little too long, if you ask me." <laughs> <laughs> Let's. Why don't we chuck them overboard? Because I know yeah. it sounds like it's just cut, cut, like chopping them up seems a bit heavy. <laughs> if I'm being honest. Well, and Chris Christopher says, Christopher says, "I don't want to subject my crew to that kind of visceral imagery. PTSD is a real thing for sailors, yeah. uh, but." Okay, well, can we at least cut off his head, then? Well, if we're throwing him overboard, does this not... This is to prevent us killing him on the ship, yes? Yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah, no, fine. Let's throw him overboard. Who gives a shit? I'm tired. The crew walks over to him, undoes the binds, takes him, kind of drags him out into the middle of uh, the deck... You see he is covered in more tattoos. And Locke, did I have you make a check about this before? I know I made Bradley check one. Uh, I don't think so. Alright, go ahead and make me a history check. Uh, history, history, history. And one of the... God, dog shit again, that's nine. Yeah, you don't know shit. You don't know shit about <laughs> fuck. So, the chest of this guy is covered in this huge tattoo, this canvas. And it looks as if it's a tattoo of himself plummeting into the first layer of hell, into Avernus. And it's just this metal fucking tattoo covering his entire upper chest. And it's gnarly as shit. And one of the, one of the guys points at it and says, Yeah, I did that. Pretty badass, huh? And some of the other crew were like fist bumping him and stuff. Oh, sweet. Do you do tattoos? Yeah, brother. I'll tat. You want a tattoo? Oh, I don't know. Well, maybe. Do you, do you have a t- you have a tattoo? Don't you, Bradley? <laughs> I do. I have a tattoo that uh, makes me resistant to cold. Uh, I got and that so. when we were facing uh, the when I was facing the white dragon. I guess As you'll we'll bind this, this slave into chains and prepare to throw him overboard, um, you're dragging him up to the deck, and his eyes open, and he regains consciousness, and he looks at you, Bradley, and he can kind of see the chains all over him. One's wrapped around his neck, and he says, Killing this slave, <laughs> and you are supposed to be the hero? Okay. 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like question my morals from you. Maybe like, you should. And uh Kristoffen <laughs> just like grabs him. He's got this, you know, obviously he's a dragonborn, his his draconic hand. He just puts it on his face and kind of squeezes and he says that's enough talking out of you. And he shoves him into the water. And you watch as he sinks like a stone. And for the briefest moment, Bradley, as you're watching him sink, just as he begins to plummet under the water, the last image of him that you see is him just staring up blankly at you as he sinks to the bottom of the ocean. Well, gonna lock that one away. And take a <laughs> big swig from my flask. Yeah, that was really fucked up. <laughs> oh, the what was that rest, well, uh... the rest of the journey is much more uneventful. As the day progresses, you do see there's you're starting to see signs of ice in the water, but it's not truly ice. You go to sleep. Do you two want to talk about anything or? Are you good to just kind of sleep on this one? <laughs> I don't really want to talk. I just kind of want to... I, I will I will be sitting legs over the bed, over the top bunk, just kind of staring into the wall. I don't want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> so, eventually, Bradley, sleep takes you. You can tell Locke is sleeping... Uh, before you, he's he's probably seen a little a little bit more than you have. You've seen a lot, but he's seen just a little bit more fucked up shit. He's he has an easier time going to sleep. <laughs> yeah, he saw. Well, I guess he didn't see Voldemort blast that guy's brains all over the wall, but he he saw the aftermath. He did so see the aftermath. Of, yeah, so all kinds of horrible shit. I was in a war, man. <laughs> <laughs> The two of you are awoken a little earlier than yesterday as you feel the ship has started to very clearly break ice. And it's just... A, the, the ship slows down, it's still moving, and it's just kind of carving through this ice. And as you're up on the deck, you now feel some serious cold. I mean, it was already cold, it's essentially November, but it's colder and, uh, Locke, you don't have a ring of warmth anymore, anymore, right? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, so you're feeling the full effects of this. Bradley, uh, your tattoo kind of shields you, and you're you're not getting as cold as most of the crew. Out in the ice, you see, off in the distance, the archipelago known as the Whale Bones. And sure enough, like you were told about, oh, what was her name? <laughs> the racist gnome. Oh, Christ. Oh, God. Um, I forgot her name. Are we all forgot, I forgot her, her name? name, too. I keep wanting to say Teresa, but that's my sister's I mean, she's, name. A, she's, a terrible, she's a terrible person. You yeah, need to remember the names of terrible people. Exactly, and I'm not going to even have her show back up, so she's gone. <laughs> uh, she, the the main island that she told you about, the Finback, does yeah. rise above these other islands. 
And sure enough, it looks very frosty up there. It looks like there's some snow and just generally a, a, a kind of a snowstorm that's staying with it. And both of you know enough about dragons to know where, for a white dragon, where there's a snowstorm, there's likely the dragon. And similarly, you know, if it was a blue dragon, thunderstorms, lightning, if there's a red dragon, arid heat, etc. So, yeah, you're in the right place. As the ice flow carves towards the, the islands, you can tell it's getting thicker. It's, uh, eventually, after a few hours of this, the, the ship does indeed completely stop. And the crew begins to offload and start to break ice. And they are now, you know, putting chains on their, their ship and on their backs. And they're beginning to walk this ship through the ice. And the two of you are in no way inclined. You don't have to help. You don't need to help. The crew can manage this. So as you're up on the deck, Captain Christophen comes near both of you again and he says... This ice is thicker than we have encountered before. Are you too sure you are going to be enough to handle this dragon? Oh, absolutely. No doubt in my mind. Lo loving the confidence. Loving the confidence. <laughs> um, so, you, you feel the same way, Locke? This I, I've I've fought this guy twice and I've I've lost twice. Uh, I think we've got a really good shot, but yeah, you know, no no plan. Yeah, third time's a charm, right? Exactly, but no plan survives contact with the enemy, as they say. So, um, I'm I'm hopeful. Yeah, hope is a powerful thing. So let's hope you two are right about this. The crew drags the ship for about two hours. It's now 4 p.m.-ish. Sun's getting low kind of fast. Christophen approaches you with some of the, the ship crew, and what, they just they, they look defeated, but one of them says, We, we can't go no further. We, we can't bust through the ice. You, you two lads are going to have to walk for the rest of the way. And we apologize. And, and we'll reduce the fee, of course, Master Dangerfield. Uh, this isn't what you paid for, and, and we, we are ashamed that the ice flow can't make it all the way there. That, that That's all right. You've, you guys have done the best uh, best you can, and I appreciate I appreciate your service. Is there any way you can rig up some sort of sled so that we can bring some supplies with us? Because we're still pretending to be merchants, right? That's you are, you are. Christoph and nods. He says, we normally keep sled dogs as well, but we lost them all to the parvo, very sad. And... Jesus. We... Yeah. Haven't had the chance to buy new ones, but we can give you one of their sleds. You'll just have to pull it. Yeah, we can do that. <clears throat> Cross the ice, sure. The crew gives yeah. you ice spikes for your shoes. You, any uh, ice-related checks 
dexterity checks, athletics checks, etc., you will have advantage on. They also give you some warmer clothes than what you were wearing, because it's just even colder than is they were expecting. Is that gonna fuck with my... Is that gonna fuck with my boots of elven kind? It would. You don't have to wear the spikes if you don't want to. Are they the sort of spikes that, like, like cl clamp on? Because you can you like yep. take them off? So you can always just take them off when. Okay. Yeah. No, that's true. You two are suited up to kind of haul this thing together. Straps around your your back and torso, connected to the sled. And Christoffen holds out his hand to each of you to shake, shake them, your hands, and shake them. Can I have both hands, please? Uh, he he shakes each of your hands, and he says, "Good luck, cousins of the cousins of the the." I was I was me and the crew were trying to give you some sort of badass nickname, but uh, but co cousins of the snow. Good luck to you. That's pretty cool, I'll take that. Okay. And and Christophan looks back at the ship, one of his crewmates has his thumbs up like, yeah, good job. <laughs> are, are these guys going to uh, gonna wait for us? <laughs> we they, like the got, they now have to dig their ship out of the ice, they are going to wait for you. Perfect. Great. Okay, cool. Cool, let's start going then, I guess. Cool. Yeah, let's go. Both of you go ahead and make me athletics checks with advantage. Athletic checks with advantage. Natural 20. Hell yeah, brother. I got an 8 and a natural got 20. Got a 20, 22. Sick. The two of you are moving. You are hauling ass, and you are not really feeling like this is that tough of a job. Is it like natural an 80s 20. movie? Like, we've just, like, we've like grabbed each other's forearms, just, like, <laughs> running, sprinting across the ice. <laughs> Uh, Bradley, one thing you, you just absolutely have to take note of is that this is just, once again, not your... I mean, you, you already knew Locke was not the kid you grew up with. That that kind of bookish, uh, very charming, noble young man that, that could have easily become a politician. Nor is he the kind of squishy but incredibly powerful warlock that you knew just a year ago. He is a completely changed guy. He's he's fucking ripped and he is setting the pace for the two of you and you are happy to follow your older cousin. It takes oh, a yeah. few it takes a few more hours, but you do finally arrive to the first of the islands and walking between them is still going to take some time. But as you approach the first island, you can tell that there are solid blocks of ice on the beach. And what was likely, I mean, not barren, there, were cer there was certainly like flora here, but it is all dead now. You can see everything has died and it is just all ice. And as you near these blocks of ice that you see on the coast, what looked like could have easily been maybe just like frozen waves kind of coming up and, and, and reaching a, a pinnacle and then being frozen right there. Ooh. As, as they kind of they kind of have that, that like icy pull to them with the spikes, you know, kind of being pulled away 
at the edge as if frost breath hit them and froze them in place. But you mm. see uh, rather quickly, these are not waves. These are human beings. And they have been completely frozen. And as you kind of like wipe some of the snow off, you can see into this sort of opaque ice, this, this light blue kind of white ice. These look to be some of the barbarians that were said to have ruled these islands. And they are Holy just shit. fucking dead. There's about a dozen of them out here, and they were all frozen in place. We gotta kill this fucking dragon. Yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm beginning to think that we don't even have to pretend to be mer mer uh, mer uh, merchants. I was about to say mercenaries. We could just say we're here to kill the dragon. Yeah, honestly, I, I bet they would. I bet they would be happy. I, honestly, they might pay us. This is su this is such a bold move. I don't. <sighs> Maybe we can get some more answers later. But yeah, we should keep moving. You all scout ahead this first. And I need to see how many islands are in this. Uh, the, the whale bones, um, and one of the reasons for our listeners. There's a lot of stuff in Faerun, right? But not everything is really fleshed out, I guess. And the Whalebones don't have a lot of lore behind them. There's not... A, if you look at the Forgotten Realms wiki, it's like three paragraphs. There's just not much here. So it's kind of a nice place to to be able to homebrew some of your own stuff. And so if you're looking nice. at trying to homebrew other stuff, check out things that are less lore heavy, and then it's your playground at that point. It oh, yeah. looks to me like there are five islands in this archipelago. And so you've you've hit the, the top one, which is the furthest northeast. And you scout the entire island as you're kind of moving through the forest to the other side. And these are all very small islands. You do see near the tree line more of these human sickles, essentially. And one thing of note is some of them are much smaller and huddled near trees for protection. You see that Arathator absolutely slayed children, and there are a lot of them that were killed. Does it look like they were just running away, or were they trying to put up a fight? They were running. Oh my god! Yeah, you can you can tell just they were like rushing to the tree line, and he took them out. Fucking dragons! The first island, as you're kind of. Getting a, a wide sweep of it, you see that he easily killed over 50 people. God. You... This makes Bradley angry. <laughs> understandably so. Bradley mad! <laughs> <laughs> Y'all... Work your way to the next island. The 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 Finback being the one in the back and the and the largest, you know where Arathator is. You are as you get closer, you are feeling the effects of essentially a snowstorm. And keeping warm is tough. Uh, I need 
both of you to make me survival checks, although Bradley, you can make yours with advantage. Another natural 20. Beautiful. Don't even worry about Love it, Bradley. Your your older cousin is able eventually you you know that you need to take a short rest essentially. You haven't taken any damage, but Locke is able with a lot of wet wood is able to create a fire in these uh conditions and the two of you are able to huddle around it just for an hour get warm keep moving you over the next few hours into the night scout out these other islands there is not a single person left alive he killed all of them and it looks as islands become more populous, uh, populated, it looks like this was not all at once. You, you, one thing you can see is there are some frozen body parts. He's absolutely eaten some people, and others he just killed just for the joy of it. One thing you also see is uh, the frozen remains of one of those giant birds that you faced, a rock. It's pretty much been picked clean he ate most of it but there are still remnants of its sort of it's not even skeletal it hasn't been dead long enough but also with the ice a lot of its remains are still there so you see frozen pieces of sinew and meat that are still just clinging to bone but he absolutely destroyed this thing uh, and you you know also there's other wildlife that he easily could have been eating. But as you make it to the last island, the Finback, you see you absolutely are going to have to rock climb to get up to where you need to be. It's just this sheer steep rock that normally wouldn't be icy, as, as I'm sure y'all are aware this steep rock that just juts from the sea is now completely frozen over. It's just ice. So if rock climbing it would have already been hard, this is going to be incredibly difficult. Now checking the sled that they, they gave you, very quickly you find there is a set of ice picks for each of you, and you already have your crampons on your feet. There's also enough rope, but how familiar are either of you with rock climbing, and in this case, ice climbing? Probably not at all, I'm guessing, for me. Yeah, probably probably none. Especially me having grown up in never winter. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Okay, well, first thing I need is for both of you to make me another survival check. Okay. I mean, I played that, that one ice mission in Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 when I was like 14. Does that count? No, all right, hell yeah. You know, still get advantage? You know. Uh, no, not for this, because this is not about staying warm. You are tying ropes. <clears throat> this is essentially, you're, you're making harnesses for yourself. That's to 18 then. for me. Okay, then I rolled a, uh, I rolled a 10. Okay. Uh, Locke, you see Bradley's not doing a great job. You were able to help him out a little bit. He was just kind of wrapping rope around his leg, like hoping it would snag him if he fell. You were able to make essentially just these intricate knots to make a little basket. You fit your legs right in. You have a harness and you have hammers 
you have pythons that you can crack into the ice, and you also have your picks. It's time to start climbing. I need the two of you to first and foremost make me athletics checks with advantage because of your equipment. Okay. 25. I, I got the same both times. I got 12. <laughs> okay. Locke is beefier than he used to be, Bradley. He is also still struggling a bit uh, as far as the verticality of this goes. You are leading him at this point. You're lead climbing. I need you to... So, 12 is fine. You're not going to fall or anything. But y'all are, y'all are climbing... You know, probably a few thousand feet up. Jesus Christ. Horrible. And the first 500 feet or so, you're, you've got it made. Now, Bradley, go ahead and make me... Um, first, make me a sleight of hand check. Because what you're having to do is climb X amount hit a python in and then rope it so that if you fall it'll snag you and you're not going to fall to your death and you have to keep doing this every hundred feet or so uh, but you have enough well I i'm going to say not every hundred feet i don't know if anyone listen if anyone rock climbs and they're like listening to me and they're like this dumbass does not rock climb you're absolutely <laughs> right i do not i'm very scared of heights <laughs> um but <laughs> I have seen the Alpinist, and I know that some of this sounds like it could <laughs> be accurate. Um, I rolled a 17 for my sleight of hand. You are able to... So each ice pick has you know, a, a loop around it that you can hang from... Just hang it from your wrist. You're able to pull out some pythons, hammer them in with the, the backside of the ice pick, and keep moving. And so 17, you're able to do this for the first little way... I need another set of uh, athletics checks. With advantage again? With advantage. Okay. Uh, seven. Mm. Mm. I'm okay. still advantaging. I got a 23. Okay. Bradley, you are... Well, you and locker on the same rope system you can't go too far from each other but you feel a tug as Locke loses his grip uh, I'm going to say his foothold and his foot slips Locke go ahead and make me a dexterity saving throw okay <clears throat> uh, that's a day 20 Okay, you begin to slip, your left hand was about to swing up, and you are jerked, but you slam it quick enough uh, that your, your left ice pick into the wall that you catch yourself, but your head does kind of clock against the wall as this happens, and you take three points of damage. And you feel just the slightest bit of blood uh, from your brow kind of drip down onto your cheek, and it very quickly freezes to your face. You good down there? Oh, we're having a blast. How much further up do we have, would you say? You still have uh, 
I'll say you're halfway there. So I'm going to say this is a 3,000 foot face, and you have made it 1,500 1500 feet. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. Let's see. Well, hey, if we can get to just 1,000 feet more, I can dimension Doris to the top. Terrific. Just just another 1,000 feet. Awesome. No, No trouble. Easy. And so... If you if you're not familiar, if you if you know what El Capitan looks like uh, in in Yosemite National Park, El Capitan is a three thousand foot face. So if you're trying to get a, a gauge of how how big this is, just Google like El Capitan rock climber. It'll probably show Alex Honnold, but you'll if you just see anyone on the side of that face, that should give you some perspective of the size you're dealing with here. Oh, holy shit! <laughs> I'm going to look at it, too, just to be... And if you're not driving, listeners, you know, check it out. Just have a... Yeah, just have a little... Have a little look. There's a picture here of, like, a guy's just set up, like, a tent <laughs> suspended over everything. It's fucked. Yeah. Couldn't be me. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Holy shit. Yeah. Couldn't be fucking me. Couldn't, Couldn't be, be me. fucking me. I can't be asked with it. <laughs> That's Bradley's thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, this is he awful. He didn't have so much hate for this dragon right now. Now, I will say this. I just looked up how long it takes to climb El Capitan. It says six days, four to six days. and So people camp on the side of it. Uh yeah. Y'all are, this is a fantasy world, you're very strong, and you're elite warriors, and you've killed dragons okay. before, so we're just going to say you're also pretty good rock climbers, naturally. So it's all, it's all good. The, I need one more set of athletics checks for each of you, and uh, I need another slight, I need two more sleight of hand checks from Bradley, so actually do the, do the sleight of hand check first there, Bradley. Okay. Okay, a 19. Good, and you're, you've got it again. Another Python is, is safely in there. Obviously, listeners, this is going to be more than three on this route, but I'm not going to have Thorn roll over and over and over and over again. Okay, athletics from both of you. Okay. With advantage still? With advantage. That's uh, 17 for me. I got a 19. Okay, y'all are good with that. Uh, climbing your way up. Last sleight of hand check... Bradley, and then the, and then okay. you'll be your last athletics rolls. I got an eleven on the sleight of hand. Okay. Yeah, you are able to get a python in there. It might not be as snug as you as you think it is, but you got it in there. <laughs> All right, athletics from both both of you. All right. A nineteen again. Dope. Bradley, oh, ten. Okay. You do slip again, Locke. I need you to make me another dexterity saving throw. Uh, 21. You are very glad you just saved that. Once again, you begin to fall 
You slam your your right ice pick into the ice. You feel it drag. You are beginning to fall. You pass the, the last python that Bradley just sunk into the wall, and you feel it pop out. And you know that you would have swung another few hundred feet and probably hit the side of the mountain and taken a shit ton of damage if oh the next gosh. python could have held you. And you don't even know if that's the case. But you do not swing at all. You keep yourself in. Uh, and you two are able to climb within 500 feet. Locke is able to catch up to you, and the two of you can okay, absolutely yeah. dimension door. You the gotta rest be of the at way. least. <coughs> oh, wait, you actually... gotta be at least five feet next to me. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. The... Okay, so yeah, we, I dimension doors the fuck to the top of this uh, cliff. All right, now actually, I need you to read. Does Dimension Door have semantic components? Uh, it has verbal. Just verbal? Just verbal. Great. It is easy enough to get your asses up there. The two of you teleport to the top. You see that you are on the lip of a cliff. You take a few comfortable steps within. And you are looking now down into what looks like a humongous fucking cave. Alright. The two of you are looking into a vast, frozen cavern. The walls are completely smooth and locked. You see that this is not like Arathator's old lair. There is nothing, there's no frozen treasure or any other sort of like goods that you can see frozen in the walls. In other words, he is not doing as well as he used to be. One thing you also very quickly note is the scent of iron on the air, as there is definitely fresh blood within this cavern, and you see the floor of this cavern is splattered with frozen blood and you hear and so and so what you're looking at is this like large drop it's like it looks like because it's frozen it, you probably would need to like turn and down climb with your ice picks to get to the bottom of this because it, it's just like a giant hole and it just goes straight down like back into this this mountain you just climbed. But before you're horrible. figuring out Wait, what'd you say? This is horrible. <laughs> yeah, just a bloody fucking hole. And just a bloody hole. You have you have dark vision, but it's just so far down that you don't you don't see anything. It's just blackness you're looking into. And so because you two have dark vision, it's just like grayness that you're looking into. And you hear... No, I recognize that scent. My old plaything. Lock. I smell... Your fear. I draw my sword and ready my shield. 
The two of you feel an incredibly powerful gust of wind come from behind you. And the storm that is raging outside just shoves each of you. I need both of you to make me dexterity saving throws. Uh, <clears throat> cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, it's 12 for me. 16. All right. Locke, you are hit with this. You are not expecting it at all. You lose your footing, and you begin to slide down into this hole. Uh. Bradley, you are able to keep your footing. You could slide if you want to, but you have no idea what, what Locke is sliding towards. But if you're going to down climb, you know whatever is the bottom of this hole, Locke is going to reach it a lot faster than you are. Then I'm going to have to slide down. I'm going to fucking... Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, in my hand, ready a fireball spell, right? And I'm going to fucking... I see Locke start sliding down. I'm going to fucking belly... Like, face first belly... Like, penguin-style belly slide down this hole with him. Hell yeah. Try and make myself as aerodynamic as possible to, like, catch up to him. Penguin-style. <laughs> Hell Yes. You are able to absolutely do that. Locke is kind of awkwardly, like, trying to prevent himself sliding, like, digging his crampons into the ground, and he's kind of, like, thumping down on his ass. You are, like, aerodynamically, like, sliding, and you catch up to him, and you pass him. And <laughs> just fly right past him. Ah! And you, you're past. You both slide for hundreds of feet. With your dark vision, eventually you see that this slides into you're not there's no like steep drop off you're not going to like fall to your death at any point it just slides to what's essentially a bowl of a cavern but waiting for the first person to slide down you see a dragon twice the size of cryovane the one you face bradley and his mouth is open ready for the first thing that slides down and he is making an attack against you and you are the making him... The first thing him... that's sliding down is going to be a fucking fireball. Exactly. All right, it's Hell time to roll yeah. initiative, but each of you is taking this action against the other before uh, anything happens. Okay. My initiative is 23. All right. Jesus 20 Christ. For me. Nice. Uh, Rathator rolled a nat 1. <laughs> <laughs> yes! All right, Bradley, what's your max HP? My max HP is 67. All right. And you're at 67? Yes. All right, what's yours, Locke? 116. 116, and you took three points of damage earlier? Yep. All right. All right, Arathator is going to make a dexterity saving throw against your fireball. That is a 21. Okay. Okay, so he succeeds. So he's only going to take half this damage, but okay. it is 96. So he's going to take 15 points of fire damage. Hell yeah. You just see this blast him in his face. He kind of shakes, and as the smoke uh, kind of dissip... What's the word? Dissipates? Dissipates. 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 Uh, as it dissipates away from him, his those blue eyes catch you again, Bradley, and he is making an attack at you, biting you. But because you did that, I'm going to give him disadvantage. Yes. The first one is a. Uh, I rolled two 14s, so 25 to hit. Um. 
damn, I wish you hadn't told me, because I was gonna... cutting words. Ah. Uh, or is he immune to being charmed? Mmm, not that I know of. Okay, so, uh, that definitely hits. Okay. Um... You take... 17 points of piercing damage and an additional oh. six half to three cold damage as he bites you. So 20 points yeah. total. That's no one's turn. That's just what happened. You slide in uh, actually under him, I'm going to say. You land just like because he just bit into you. You kind of flop back to the ground, slide up under him. You are like right at his crotch, essentially. Locke, you slide a little further to the left into the cavern and you are just prone currently. Both of you are prone. Bradley, it is your turn. And you're right above him. Okay. I mean, he's right above you. I need him to uh, make me an intelligence saving throw as I'm going to use uh, my last fourth level spell slot to cast Ralithim's Psychic Lance. Okay. He is... Intelligence saving throws, that's a good thing to make him do. He rolls a 14. Not good enough. He takes 27 points of damage. And he's stunned. And he is... Yep. And incapacitated until the start of my next turn. That is beautiful. That is fucking... fucking yes, let's go. Oh, wait a second. Legendary resistance. He's, he's going to choose to succeed. God damn it. Okay, well, then he's going to take half of that damage, so half of 27. All right, so he bumps back up by 13. As this lance blasts from your head, it hits him uh, just in the chest, and he, you see it's about to work, and then he shakes it off, and he says, You are in my domain, little elf. What else you got, Bradley? Anything else? Bonus actions, movement? Cool. Uh, bonus action, I'm going to uh, bardically inspire my cousin. I take out my lyre and I do... <laughs> you face this guy before luck, you can do it again. Hell yeah. And you are now inspired. Ah, <laughs> oh, excellent. Thank you. Is that uh, 1d6? Um, yes. It's more no, than 1D6. 1d8. 1D8, yeah. Sweet. Very, very cool. Alright, Locke, it is... I'm going to have you go before the layer goes, so... The layer goes? The layer goes, yes. Awful. Okay. Um, okay, well, I'll get up, first of all, for half my uh, half my movement. Uh, can I get... Yeah, I do. I, I, I am standing now. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, can I get up and get to him <laughs> in... How far away is he from me? Uh, 30 feet. Mm. So I can't, I can't actually get close enough. Because half my, half my speed is 20. Mm. Oh yeah, you were prone. I'll say you're 20 feet. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I cannot, I cannot be making anything extra hard on you boys right now. This is about to be brutal. Yeah. Uh, okay, bonus action. Valve enmity. Okay. Um, and of so, course, I know what that is, but remind the audience. <laughs> so, uh, Valve Enmity, I can choose one creature I see within 10 feet, so I'll run uh, as I'm running towards him. 
uh, I gain advantage on attack rolls against it for one minute or until it drops unconscious. Okay. Okay. So that's my bonus action. Oh, and because you have advantage, every time you hit, attack. you're going to get sneak attack. Now, sneak Hell, attack is, yeah. I, oh my I believe, God. only once per turn, though. Yes, but yes. So, but still, is. out one out of your two hits will be sneak attack. Yes. All right, so I'll. Uh, I'll That's attack. fucking sick build, bro. Sick build. <laughs> <laughs> there's like there's like a guy who's like going Thank to Reddit you. right Thank now. You. He's like, this build's so sick. <laughs> <laughs> Telling everyone in the street. Let me. Uh, all right, let me try. Let me try and hit him. Let me try and hit right. this guy. Do it. Uh, that's that's sixteen to hit. Sixteen is a miss. Oh, can I use my bardic inspiration, or is that something? I you use? can. Yeah, let's add to that. I want my add first hit. Get him. That's five, so that's twenty-one. That hits. Okay, so the first round of damage is eight plus eleven, so that's nineteen for the first attack. All right. And then my second attack is fifteen, so that misses. Okay. 15 is a miss, that's true. Uh, all right. And that's all I got. Okay. On the layer's turn, uh, you see that freezing fog begins to fill uh, the area around Arathator's legs and uh, just engrossing both of you in this fog. Um, both of you, I need you to make constitution saving throws. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Uh, can I do this with advantage since I'm... Because uh, of my tattoo. You don't do this with advantage, but you'll take half the damage. Okay. Uh, that's 12. Well, I rolled uh, 6. Okay, that's a fail. 26 is a fail or 12 is a fail? Oh, I, you said 6, I thought, Thorne. You said 26? No, I said six. Oh, I think, oh, okay. oh fuck. So, oh, oh, fuck. <laughs> What'd you get, Jack? Uh, I got 12. 12 is a success. Oh, shit. Okay. So, you're going to take, you're both taking half, uh, but you could have quartered it, Thorin. So, let me see. God. Then you just have a basic dice roller on the encounter builder, if you ask me. They do. They have a basic one where you can just roll any dice. Yeah, it's uh, it's the little uh, D twenty in the left hand corner. Oh, thank you. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, D and D Beyond. I'm just an <laughs> idiot. You both take six points of cold damage. Oh, okay, that's nothing. All right, that was the layer's turn. It is now. Yeah, take that, you stupid oh, cave. God damn it! I forgot he has <laughs> legendary actions. He can be going. All right. He can go be going between y'all's turns. Although, note for people playing this game, when you don't have at least three people fighting a legendary boss like this, he can't use all of his legendary actions because they have to be after someone else's turn. So he's only ever going to get two when he has three available, which is kind of nice. And he just uh, absolutely fucked it and did not use his at all that first turn. But I won't make that mistake again. First and foremost, <laughs> he uses one of his actions to just growl and look at the two of you 
and you are suddenly realizing this is an adult white dragon you are fighting. I need both of you to make me wisdom saving throws. Uh, would this be considered a charm? No, this is frightened. If you were a halfling, I would absolutely, you would get advantage, but you're not. What'd you get there, Locke? Wisdom save, I got a, I got a 19. I got a natural one. Alright. Bradley, fuck this dude. This dude is just a bigger version of Cryovane, and you fucking rip Cryovane's stomach open. Alright, there is nothing about him that makes him that much more frightening. And if anything, you're kind of on a little potentially suicidal kick, so even if you die, who cares? Meanwhile, I've definitely I've definitely got some liquid courage in yeah. me for sure. Locke, you not only remember seeing Arathator kill Annie, you not only remember seeing Arathator kill Teresa, you also remember all those months of servitude he subjected you to. You were this guy's slave. And I don't know why you thought that it was going to be different now because you have a sword instead of spells, but you are still a tiny little man, and this dragon is going to fuck your shit up. You are frightened. That's his first action. Then he is going to take to the sky. You can both make me attacks of opportunity, although uh, yours is at disadvantage. Well, it's now okay. regular. It's now a regular attack because you're frightened, Locke. And yours is also regular, Bradley. I rolled a, a 24. That hits with your mace. All right, that is 11 points of damage. Why is my shit not... Yeah, you out? just crack him in his toe as he starts to fly up. What about you there, Locke? Uh, sorry, say... That was with my mace. Say again? Sorry? Well, uh, attack of opportunity. Would you roll? Uh, sorry, I didn't, uh, I, was, I was looking at my spells, I was enamored. <laughs> uh, a uh, 12. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, you miss. He takes to the sky, and then turns, and he breathes in, and that fog that was surrounding you before just kind of breathes in with him, and he releases his breath weapon on both of you. I need you both to make me constitution saving throws. Okay. 16. Here's a question. Can I choose to fail this? Uh, uh, why? I just, can I choose to fail it? Uh, no. No? Okay. Cool. But you still might fail it. Well, I rolled a, I rolled a 6 anyway. So. Alright, yeah, you fail. And what was yours? Yours was 16 there? Block. Yeah. You both fail. Okay. Cool. And Locke, you are going to take 57 points of cold damage. Okay. And 57 halved. Some mathematicians listening and thinking I'm an idiot. Uh, 28 points of cold damage to you, Bradley. So, I actually um, am going to use uh, this this cool feature that my uh, absorption, cold absorption tattoo allows me to do. And you're going to um, heal. Where I'm going to use my reaction to regain hit points instead of take this cold damage. You love to see it. Nice. You love to see That's it. That's why I wanted to fail. I understand. But I failed anyway. I understand so. completely. 
You heal for 28, you are back up to full HP. You have more HP than Locke now. Cool, cool. That is Arathator's turn as he just lets rip this, this icy tundra of a breath. It is now your turn, Bradley. And he will absolutely be making his uh, legendary actions after this. Cool. I'm going to uh, run um, as far away as I can from Locke. And yeah. I'm going to turn towards... I'm going to like stop and turn in one motion towards Arathator. And I'm going to vicious mockery him. I'm going to... He needs to make me a wisdom save, if he doesn't mind. Um, and I'm going to say, Since old great white death, more like old great white joke. Hey. Can't even hurt me with a cold breath. 24 on his save. Okay, well... And he looks at you and he says, You're not funny. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so that ju it just does nothing, right? Yeah, it's just a cantrip. It does nothing. Okay. Cool. I, I'm also I'm gonna stand by the fact Celasta made one of the best D&D 5e feats I've ever seen in the potent cantrips that your cantrips would deal half damage if they save. Uh, God, I, that no, that's a good that's a good feat. They should put that it's in good the house, game. Very Wizards good of the Coast, school. listen up. Okay, that is. Um, can I? You can toss out another bardic mm -hmm. if you want, or some other bonus action. I have two weapon fighting, right? Great. You want to throw a hand axe at him? Sure, would love to. All right, you did move thirty feet from him, so now you're going to be disadvantaged throwing this. But you you can still do it. Uh, I think it's going to miss, guys. I'm going to be real. Yeah, I rolled I rolled a thirteen for both. So you moments. you try and vicious mockery him. He makes fun of the fact that you're not funny, and then you just throw an axe into the air. And he, you, you see, he is just like laughing to himself at this point. He says, "Look, this is embarrassing. Tell me, who do we have here?" And before you can answer, he's going to use a legendary action to wing attack Bradley. Bradley, he uh, pumps his wings towards you, and actually, no, you're too far from him. So, and he's actually too far from Locke as well. So Hey, I just thought of something. Okay. Um, I don't think we should retroactively change it. I just think we should let it be known for uh, people listening. I shouldn't have been able to uh, absorb the spell damage because I'd already used my reaction to attack of opportunity. Oh, no. Ah... Great point there. All right, I'm going to damage you for 28 points of damage. God damn it. All right. Thank you, sir. That was very honest of you. So, legendary action. I don't I don't know if movement is allowed in a legendary action. Well, give me a second. If he can't move, he can't actually do anything. Um, I mean, the wing attack, it isn't, but the wing attack is supposed to launch you, like, if you're on the ground, it's supposed to launch you in the air. But it's it's he has to be within ten feet, and I had him fly up thirty. Yeah. So you you you're you're sure that um, oh legendary action you can use a legendary action 
to move up to half its speed for free. But that, okay. So that's the first legendary action, I'm going to say. I don't know if that's the way that it reads. But either way, he moves back down onto the ground right in Locke's face. Uh, it is now Locke's turn. Locke, you have to use your movement to move away from him, but you can attack first. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Um, yeah, fuck it. That's 25 to hit. That hits. Alright, that's 15 from the rapier. Yeah, plus, and you're going to pump a smite in there? Yeah, pl uh, plus 11 for sneak attack. No no sneak attack because you're, you're not advantaged anymore. Oh, because I'm disadvantaged. Of course. So it's but... a normal attack. So it was 25 an yeah. advantage roll? No. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I, sorry. No, I wasn't, but uh, yeah. 15, 15 rapier damage. Do you want to pump a smite in there? Yep, uh, I'll use a second level, so that'll be 3d8. Do it. That is 10 damage. Nice. Ain't great. Ain't great, but you do see, Bradley, you see that Locke's rapier glows with this, this brilliant golden light. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that. You you pick the... what What is the the aura look like because you're oath of vengeance so it might not be so holy yeah i think it um i mean because uh, in my mind it's still like it's still smattered with a little like, bit of bahamut's power but i suppose it's like so it would be silver but a kind of like a vague a, a, a dull almost like i know silver doesn't rust but maybe like like a, a very dull almost dirty silvery flame across the Dope. blade and you just rake that across oh, yeah. his scales, and you see that some blood spews. He's he's been hurt for sure, but y'all are not really winning the fight. How dare you make me bleed my own blood? <laughs> so now uh, you have to move your your full movement away. Well, from I, get, I get another attack, or is it just oh, one attack? Yes, I you get? Do. no, no, you get another attack. Yeah. So would would I be able to use a bon like a bonus action to cast a spell that yes. uses the attack? Yeah. Yes, but you're a warcaster, right? Yeah. So you're holding a shield, you're holding a rapier, that's all fine. You can still yeah. use your bonus action to do this. You could still use your bonus action if you weren't a warcaster, but you couldn't, if it has a semantic component, you couldn't be holding a shield. Yeah, okay, so I'll cast that. Uh, second attack, please hit. That's 24 to hit. That hits. So that is, the rapier damage is 14. Okay. Uh, can you roll me a constitution saving throw, please? Yes, he's good at those. That's an 18. Uh, so he he makes it, but he still takes one fire damage. Nice. <laughs> nice. Just a little, little taste there. Cool. Uh, and then yeah. I'll run 40 feet away from him. Okay, he's taking an attack of opportunity on you. Uh, I've he's got gonna... mobiles. I've got mobile as a feat. Oh, so, uh, shit, you love to see it. He do that. You love to see it. Never mind. All right, after your turn, he is going to use... But he just... I just said the movement. He's going to move towards... Oh, and sorry, you can repeat your saving throw now. Make another wisdom save. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be good. 19. 
That is a success. You were no longer frightened. After you dealt that damage to him, you felt his the, the warm spray of his blood. You remember, he's immortal. He's a mortal. Just like <laughs> just like you and just like everything else you've ever fucking yeah. killed. Come on, Arathator. Let's finish this. Once and for all. He's going to use his legendary action to move towards Bradley. But that's all he's going to do. It's now the layer's action turn. Uh, layer's, layer's turn for an, a layer action. You see that, Locke, as you've kind of slid on the ice, your, your crampons, you know, catching hold and keeping you upright. There is the sound of something cracking above you, and an icicle is falling towards you. No. And. and a 10 is a miss. You just jump to the side, and it just stabs into the ground. I hate this place. That, uh, it is now Arathator's turn. He is going to first make two attacks with his claws at Bradley. That's a 28 cool. to hit. That's a, that hits. That's a dirty 20 to hit. Those They both hit. Do you want to use cutting words on the 20 or no? Um, I mean, I can do cutting words for the... The damage? Uh, the damage. No, I'm, I'm okay. Okay, and then as for the bite, that is a 20 to hit. Dirty 20. Cool. All right, you take... 26 points of damage from the claws. Cool. And... 15 points of damage from the bite. Although, although, damage? although, four of that is cold, which you resist, so it's only 13. Um, if you want to use your okay, reaction well, gonna, to, to heal for four. Yeah, I do want to use my reaction because that would put me down to zero. All right, you are at four HP. Oh my god. Hell yeah. That is his turn. Cool. It is your turn. I, he's he just did all he just like gave me the fucking one two combo. Exactly. Right? Yeah, you feel you feel and claws, claws again, and then he bites down into your shoulder, and as that cold is sort of seeping into your body, you feel your tattoo keeps you alive. And I'm thinking <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to fucking fifth level Ralutheme Psychic Lance I need him to make me an intelligence saving throw please okay. alright give it to him that is a two he will choose to succeed and burn another legendary Mother resistance. Fucker. Okay, 34 half to 16 points of damage. 17. 17? Okay, yeah, 17. You blast him in the head. You see he, he shakes his head, does it similar as before. Uh, he is now under 100 HP. Okay, and as my bonus action, I'm going to look at Locke, and I'm going to nod at him, and I'm going to... 
give him bardic inspiration. All right. I could be using like healing word or misty step, but I'm all action oriented, baby. I'm combat focused. All right. He's going to use a legendary action to swing his tail at you. Cool. That is a 14 to hit. Cutting words, reaction. Cutting words, reaction. Cutting words, reaction. Cutting words, reaction. Wait, does 14 hit? It does. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, you now have a reaction again because you just went. So. Um. So I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna roll a d8, and he is going to remove that damage. Uh, it's an eight, so I'm not taking eight damage from this attack. It's oh, you know you could cutting words the attack and have him miss. Yeah, but you're not supposed to tell me what it is. Oh, am I not? No. Well. You're about to you do die. so after the roll, but before knowing the result. Ah. Uh... Which is why I was trying to say it before you said. Oh, whoa! Well, you were screaming it. Uh, that's fair. That is, you were screaming it. <laughs> okay. Take the eight off okay. of the fourteen. He rolls a six to hit you and misses. Yeah, I just jump over his fucking tail. All right, sorry. Yeah, you do. You do a fucking cool side flip, like you're Bruce Lee. All right. <laughs> Lock, it is your turn. You did move 40 feet away, and then he moved 30 in the opposite direction. You're now 70 feet from him. Okay, how far away am I from Bradley? 75 feet. Okay, uh... You'd think I would have given myself... Some heals? No, some, uh, some ranged attacks. Oh, okay. But um, nothing. No, I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on myself. Okay. I'll also remind you, you do have Lay on Hands. Yeah. Uh, so that's 10 for the All action. Right. You're back uh, up to 60 HP. Yep. Just give myself that. Uh, and then I guess I'll run. <laughs> I'll run 40 feet towards him. Okay. And uh, we're... Um, And as a bonus action, you can cunning action. You could dash as a as a, as your bonus action because you're a rogue if you want to. Yes. Uh, instead, I'm going to bonus action cast Shield of Faith on Bradley, giving him plus two to his AC. Nice Shield of Faith. You love to see it. I don't think that's going to do much. All right. What's your it's age, what's your than AC? You're grateful shit. <laughs> My AC is uh, 14, so now it's up to 16. Even with two rings of protection, your AC is only 14. I can only wear one ring of protection. Oh, you're going to have to sell that bad boy. Sorry. I'm a shitty DM. I gave you something you can't use. <laughs> well, I mean, I could, but then I would have to get rid of something else, and it's either the gauntlets of Ogre Power or the Absorbing Tattoo, which I don't think I can... You can't get rid of that. Yeah, I can't get rid of that, and I don't want to get rid of the Gauntlets of Ogre Power, so... Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Your AC is now 16. Legendary action. Dragon is swiping his tail at you. Um, that's a natural 20. Okay, cool. So, I'm going down for this, just a heads up. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Unless he somehow rolls one damage, you take you, you take thirty points of damage. So okay. you do that flip. You see, Locke is coming to your aid. You feel empowered with this shield of faith, 
and then as you kind of like look at your cousin like you know what everything's gonna be okay slam you get slammed into the fucking ice and you are <laughs> dropped to zero hp <laughs> all right it's now the layers turn another icicle is dropping down to try and stab you their lock cool that is a 13 to hit misses yeah you dodge again it is now a rathator's turn you could just deflect it with your shield a rathator turns and he says lock it's just you and me now the way it should be I let's gotta see have something he is going to do a one-two punch at you at you so here comes cool. a claws 27 to hit hits 21 to hit hits 17 to hit misses all right his bite so first you feel claws rake the front of you and up your legs at the same time and then he tries to bite and you just somehow manage to get your shield up there and just clip those teeth away uh, you can take I, can i use my uh, uncanny dodge to half damage y yes absolutely so you can either half 16 you want to half the 16 instead of the nine Sure, yeah. So you, you take 8 plus 9, which is 17 damage. Okay. That is his turn. It is now Bradley's turn. Go ahead and roll me that d20 there, Bradley. Alright. 19. That's good stuff. That's what you like to see. Okay. Locke, it is your turn. Okay, um... I'm going to try insightful fighting as a bonus action. Can he roll me a deception check, please? Deception check. Interesting. Yeah. He rolls a 10. I rolled a 13. So I now have sneak attack on that target for one minute. Nice. Okay. Get that, get that back. Well, uh, you had it back anyway because you're not frightened anymore. Oh, I assumed it, wanna... it, would, it would get rid of it. No. Oh, no, sorry, you still, had, you still had your Vow of Enmity, because that lasts a minute, right? Vow of Enmity? Yeah. So, take your bonus action back. You don't need to do that. Sure, perfect. All right, uh, then do uh, do regular attack. Yeah, I do want to help Bradley, but I, the, oh, I, can, I don't have any healing if that isn't an action. It's the yeah. problem. Uh, yeah, fuck it. Let's, um, all right, let's try and hit him. 28 to hit? 28 is a hit. Okay, so with with the rapier, that is 11 damage. Plus right. sneak attack damage, which yep. is 12. Alright, uh, you're whittling him down. Can I do a... Yeah, can I do a... I'm going to do an extra radiant damage? Yeah, smite him. So this one's only going to be 2d8. Uh, that's an extra five damage, and then I'll attack him again. I can't believe I'm missing all this cool shit. So, <laughs> yeah, you're just you just passed pal. out. Natural twenty. Hell so yes, love to see it. To hit. Uh, Natural right. twenty. You're gonna okay. double. You're gonna double that, and if you smite him, you'll double that as well. 
All right, ten. Uh, that's with a crit. That's ten. That's dog shit. Okay, love uh, it, love it. But I will. Uh, I'll smite again. So that's gonna be four d eight. That's nineteen damage. Actually. All right. Um, and then because I'm mobile, I'm gonna move out of his range of attack and run towards Bradley. Alright, yeah. let me put it this way. Marathator has less HP than you. Ho! Oh, okay. But it is his turn next. Get, it is. Get me and, up. And I, so, can, I, I got something. And so actually, so after you... So wait, did you move towards Bradley? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and you, so how far are you, so Bradley's only like five feet behind him. Are you kind of passing Bradley? Uh, I want to, I want to get close, close to him, but not so close that if I get hit, he gets hit. So like within 15 feet, I suppose. Okay. All right. Arathator is going to use his legendary action to turn and start moving. It's the layer's turn. Another icicles falling down towards you. And you see, you see, he's like kind of just beating his tail against the ground. That reverberates up, and then this icicles, these icicles are just falling towards you. Uh, that is a 17 to hit. Misses. This time you just feel, you know what's coming, you just raise your shield and it shatters across your shield. Oof. Now it is his turn. He is going, let's see if his, let's see if his breath weapon recharges. It doesn't. Uh... That's good. That's what we want. He is going to... One, two. I mean, that's all he's got. If he's not... Yeah. He's moving towards you. It's kind of standing over Bradley's unconscious form. He's going to try and bite down at you. That is a 30 to hit. Oh, okay. Jesus. You take 22 points of piercing damage. Halved? Uh, have for why? Because I've got cunning, uh, was it cunning action, or what's it called? Uh, oh, oh, you're gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't dodge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what's that halved? Uh, 11? 11. 11, yeah, that's easy math, come on. And then one point of cold damage as well. And then claws are coming at you. That's a 29 to hit. Hits. And that is a natural one. So the claw... The first claw is 10 damage. And then you see he slams his paw... Or paw... I don't know what the fuck dragons have. His claw into the ground. And that shakes some ice. And ice falls and hits him. Dealing him... 4 points of damage. And it just kind of clit like you see it like split through his wing, uh, just leaving this gaping hole in his wing, and he cries out, "No!" Bradley, it is your turn. Okay, big money, no whammy. Big money, no whammy. Big money, no whammy. It's a seven. Seven. That is a failure. Hey, hey, look. What if you just uh, give me a good old lay on hands? <laughs> Lay your hands on me. Right. I didn't. I forgot a legendary action last time. But uh, a tail swipe is coming at you, Locke. That is a okay. twenty-seven to hit. Hits. And you take fourteen points of damage. 
Okay. Alright. It is your turn. Yeah, I'm you gonna... Have, you have 7 HP. Uh, I'm gonna move to Bradley. And yeah. I'm gonna uh, lay, lay on hands, uh, and I'm gonna use all of it. So all 35 HP on him. Alright. Bradley, you feel yourself come back up. Okay. That's my action. Um... Bonus action. Uh, I'm going to use my bonus action to hide, <laughs> if I can. Try and like uh, slide behind some rock. Um, okay. <laughs> slide behind me. Yeah. <laughs> you okay. can't see me now. Go Get ahead and make fly, me a brother. Make me a stealth check. I should be. I should be good at those. I'm not. Wouldn't, that's a seven. Since we're in his lair, wouldn't wouldn't he just be aware anyway? Yeah, it's a uh, seven well, anyway. He... So. Okay. Well. Uh, so I'm going to say you're hidden for now, but he's now immediately going to use a legendary action to make a perception check to find you. He's got plus 11, so unless he rolls in that one, which he didn't, he knows where you are. Cool. It is once again the layer's turn. Let's try out a different layer action, shall we? Mm. This layer. No, nah, yeah, I like the one I'm using. Man. You, because he knows where you are, Locke, another one, he beats his tail against the ground again. An icicle is falling. That's a nine to hit. These are rolling like Misses. ass. And you dodge once again. They've only hit him. All right. It's now his turn. Bradley is directly under him. He is... But does he know I'm up again? Does he know you're up again? That's true. He perceived Locke, not you. Yeah, he's going to move out of your range. He's moving towards Locke. You can take an attack of opportunity if you want, but I know you have other reactions that you might prefer to keep. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to wait. All right. He is coming at Locke with a bite. That's another natural one. He bites you did say you went behind a rock. He just bites into this rock and he deals to himself another one point of damage, baby. Every little helps. He chips he chips a tooth. And that's a miss, more importantly, but now he's got two claw attacks coming at you. That's a fourteen to hit. Holy shit. Plus eleven. I rolled a nat one and then a three. And then a twenty to hit. Uh twenty hits. Alright. This attack I'm gonna cutting words the damage. Okay. So let's see. What was that? You may be able to I'm gonna say I'm going to say, I'm not dead yet, bitch. <laughs> and so seven damage is going to be taken away from this I rolled. Attack. I rolled 12. That knocks it down to five. Locke has two HP. And you, okay. so as these, as these claws hit, you just feel uh, something is like just slightly pulling that claw a little bit there, uh, Locke. And you are not knocked down. Bradley, it is your turn. And you have more HP than Arathator does. But I'll also okay. say this. Arathator has more than Locke does. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm going to... I have not used this yet. But I'm going to pull out 
this thing that I've been saving for a fight like this, I'm going to pull out my Wand of Magic Missile. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to use all seven slots to cast it. So he's going to take nine uh, 1d4 plus one. So right. 9d4 plus 9. Okay, let's see it. That is 25 plus 9 is... 25 plus 9 is 34. How do you kill the <gasps> great white old death? I'm going to say, I'm going to pull out my wand, I'm going to stand up, I'm fucking bleeding, I'm bruised, I'm staggering, and I'm going to say, you get the fuck away from my cousin. Blah, blah, blah. And, <laughs> and all nine, all nine of those magic missiles just go, like, straight into his fucking body, I guess. Yeah, it's just like nine, nine softball-sized you know, globes of light slam into him. It's just like being shot. And he just looks at Locke and his teeth are inches away from Locke's face. Kind of similar to the the dragon and Jon Snow, except not stupid, because John, why would Jon Snow just scream at a dragon? And <laughs> it keels over an Arathator, your once captor, Locke. The murderer of Annie Oakleaf the murderer of Teresa Dangerfield, the murderer of all of these folks among the whale bones, has died. I'm going to climb up onto his fucking body. Well, first let me roll this uh, a d20 to see if the wand crumbles. It doesn't. Cool. Um, and I'm going to say, yeah, that's how we fucking do it and never went to bitch! <laughs> the two I'm going you... to pick... I'm going to reach out my hand to lock to pull him up on, on top on top of the body or just off the ground because uh, uh, last i remember you were still hiding yeah i got i got slash of shit yeah i'll get out yeah like, holding my my wounds across my chest so i'm gonna i'm gonna pull you up i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna pat you on the back and i'm gonna say yeah. good work today cousin I'll, I'll, I'll nod towards you, like face streaked in wounds and blood, I'll, and I'll sort of stumble over to where Athra is and just look at look at his body, and I'll take out my uh, my d dagger of venom that I had before and just look at it and just go, <sighs> I did it, Jamna, and I'll put it down and put the blade next to it and turn towards him, uh, but turn towards Bradley and walk back towards him. Just go thing about being a hero is that you stop being a person you just take everything that comes at you and you start you become a weapon instead it's not about who you love because they're dead it's not about what you want because that doesn't exist it becomes something else and if you're lucky you get to finish what you started and go somewhere else and maybe Stop being a hero and find out what that means for who you are. And because of you, I now have that chance. I'll just bring him in for a hug. I'm going to start tearing up a little bit. It means a lot to hear that. 
the whatever. Oh, is it raining in here? That's <laughs> <sighs> so weird. What? I think the ice is starting to melt. Whatever you... path you're. Oh, go on. No, go ahead. Yeah. Whatever path you're on, Bradley, it doesn't end here. And before long, I know that there'll be more suffering to come. But you'll be done soon. You fight the next battle, so you can fight the next one and the next one, and then eventually you're here in a cave like this, and you're just done. And then maybe maybe you get a piece of that life that you deserve. I wish you best of fortune in finding it. Thank you, Locke. I really do appreciate it, and I'm glad I was able to help you find that. Guess we should head back to the ship, huh? Oh, Christ, we've got to climb down! <laughs> <laughs> um, before we leave the cave, I just want to pry out as many of Arathator's teeth as I can carry, because dragon probably, teeth really Yeah, good. probably like one. It's just like as one. big as your torso. Okay. But yeah, cool. you, get out, you get out one, you strap it to your back. The two of you are able to climb oh, yeah. out of this cave rest at the lip of this this cliff the two of you kind of slump together uh, against a, a wall and you do see that the storm outside is gone the storm is completely subsided and bradley you feel your your cousin just kind of lovingly cradle your your head a lot of blood on both of you some of it's a dragon's most of it's yours you look out over the ocean, and there's certainly a sense of regret. You couldn't make it here in time to save these people. But there's also a sense of ease, because as you watch the sun begin to rise over the continent of Faerun, you know Rathator can't hurt anyone else. And that's because of the two of you. Modular is Jack Dean as Locke Dangerfield, Thorin George as Bradley Copper, and Luke Job as our DM. The story you heard today, as well as 99% of the characters, were created by Wizards of the Coast and can be found in the module Sleeping Dragons Wake. Holly Lyons is our fantastic editor. Craven Walker does our brand new cover art. Our music today was written and performed by Max Hedman. You can find Max's music anywhere you listen to music. You can follow us on Twitter at ModThePod. Join our private Facebook group at the Modular Podcast Fan Club. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the Modular Podcast. And subscribe to us on YouTube at the Modular Podcast. You can email us with any questions about our show at ModularThePodcast at gmail.com. Here's a quick shout out to at Maximum Person, at HomebrewQuest, at Dam underscore Dice, at D8 Dungeon or Date Dungeon, hard to tell, and at Billowing Hill 2, who all follow us on Twitter. Or maybe X now. Who the fuck knows? Either way, we love them. We cherish them. We sing them bedtime stories because we sing them. I don't know why we do that. We just do. But they follow us. You should follow them. It'll be like a, a weird little like following circle jerk, but we'll really get into it and everybody will have a good time.
Remember that new episodes come out every Tuesday, and until then, thank you for listening to Modular. <laughs>